Hello and welcome to the very first Worship on the Line podcast. My name is Paul and I'm here at home in the seaside town of Brighton, UK. And if you're listening from Brighton or beyond, thank you for tuning in. If that's what you do for podcasts, I'm not totally sure that is what you do. I I don't know if that's the correct term. Do you tune in? Um, Well, anyway, (laughs) whatever you're doing, thank you for listening. And I'm excited today to be chatting to you about the importance of worship, the kind of worship God is seeking. And over 10 years ago now, my wife, Sarah and I, we moved to Brighton to plant St. Peter's Brighton out of HTB in London alongside our leaders, Archie and Sam Coates. And it's such a privilege to be the worship pastor of this growing community in Brighton and to oversee Bright City the worship movement of the church. And me and Sarah now have three little girls called Rainbow, Sparkle and Unicorn, or that's what at least they wish they were called. Um, they, they actually have slightly more conventional names um, and they're amazing and they keep us definitely entertained. Also as context, at the time of recording this, I'm here at home during the social lockdown due to COVID-19 at what is... Uh, for all of us, um, but on a national and global scale, a very unsettling, strange and painful time. And there's a couple of reasons why I've started this podcast at this particular time. Number one, because worship is always important. It's God's idea and his command. It matters to God and so it needs to matter to us. And as I want to explore a bit deeper in this first episode, which I've titled In Spirit and Truth, God is seeking worshippers. His heart is to restore biblical, God-centred worship to his church and to the cities where we live. We're made for him and for this. The second reason for this podcast is that it seems to me that the circumstances that COVID-19 has brought about particularly isolation, not being able to get to get together for our church meetings, and so also our place and such familiar model of worship being stripped away overnight. Something in all of that, I think, provides an opportunity for a, a reset around worship. What does worship look like whilst we can't meet on Sundays? And for now, we're constricted to our homes. And I'm on a personal journey at this time, you know, something of a rediscovery of true worship and the purity of simply existing to bless God and enjoy him forever. And as you're listening to this, I'd love to extend that invite of discovery or rediscovery to you. I want to stress, I think it's important to God that we talk about this. In these episodes, I want to look at the Bible and the basis for the claim that God cares about worship and so should we. What's at stake by opening up this conversation is true worship. It's worship on the line. And when we get this right, he takes his rightful place in our hearts, our lives, our churches and in the society around us. True worship has the potential to change a nation because worship always leads to breakthrough because he's God. And when you know God, you know what I mean by that. We must get worship right 
or we must take trying to get it right really seriously. Now, I think it kind of goes without saying, but it's worth us coming back to all the time that true worship has to begin and end with Jesus. So let's start this very first episode with some of his words on worship. We're looking at John chapter 4 together and Jesus finds himself at a well in a town called Sikar Shichar. I'm not totally sure what the town's called. Is Sikar in Samaria. And he ends up asking a Samaritan woman for a drink from the well. And the Bible says it was about the sixth hour, it was about midday. And Jesus was tired from a journey that he and his disciples have been on. And now Jesus, as a Jewish man, shouldn't have been speaking with a Samaritan woman. As context, apart from her being a woman, there had been a long historical rift between Jews and Samaritans, actually around the subject of worship, because Samaritans had blended the Jewish religion with the worship and traditions from other religions around them. Now, Jesus um, gets the conversation going around needing a drink, and he ends up talking to her about living water. And then the conversation takes a turn and he reminds her of the husbands she's had and is trying to keep secret. Now Jesus has this woman's attention. And then what's so interesting is that then she turns the conversation to worship. And this is where we pick up our reading in John chapter 4 verse 19. The woman says, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And I love this interaction between Jesus and this woman. And here's some things that we learn about what Jesus thought about worship. And so what, you know, obviously what we therefore need to think about worship too. Number one, that it's not about the place or the model of worship. You know, Jesus came to turn the tables, to tear the curtain down, to bring down the physical temple. And he says to this woman, you're not, you're not going to worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem. It's not about the place. Number two, it becomes clear that it's not so much about how you do worship. It's about who you know. It's about knowing God and responding to him. Number three, 
it's in spirit and truth. And we'll unpack this a bit more, but if worship is about knowing God and glorifying him, it's a spiritual exercise and not a material one. It's spirit to spirit. Your spirit to him spirit. There's no rituals required, just an unveiled, honest outpouring of your spirit to him. Number four, Jesus makes it clear that this is very important to God. To the extent that he's looking, and because he doesn't change, he hasn't changed throughout all eternity, he hasn't therefore stopped looking. He's looking for worshippers, he's seeking worshippers today. Number five, and I think here's the punchline at the end of this little section and interaction. The woman says, ah, it's cool. I think the Messiah will come and explain all this. And Jesus says, I am he. I'm it. Jesus is saying to this woman, but also this speaks to me today, and, and I'm hoping this speaks to you. It's not about the place, the model, the religion. It's about me. Worship and knowing are linked. They're so inextricably linked. They can't be separated. Meditate on this this week. Um, These are Jesus' words from this passage. We worship what we do know. We worship what we know. When it comes to God, worship comes through knowing. What I mean by this is that when you truly know him, Worship takes care of itself. Amen. When you truly know him, worship takes care of itself. And I'm going to pick this topic up next week in the next episode, as I think there's so much to unpack here, the connection between worship and knowing. But a couple of applications and reflections as I try to sort of finish up this first episode today. In this opportunity of isolation or, you know, hopefully we can see the opportunity that God is providing in it, in all the pain and all the struggle. I've been thinking about the grave dangers of our current model of worship. And here's a question. How dependent have we become on the model and place of our worship to enter into true worship? Have we in some way, almost without knowing it, built a temple again? How reliant are we on killer songs and a band to to be led when really the invitation is to know him and to respond in your spirit? It's good also, I think, to be aware of the seductive quality of our current model of worship, of the battleground that it is over who ends up getting the glory, how so quickly what was intended as an altar for God can become a stage for man. And now that the music in our church meetings has faded, the lights are down and we're left where we are in our homes, just spirits before God. Let's ensure the reset of our hearts towards him and his pure praise. And I suppose where where I'm getting to with all of this is that I sense in the middle of this time, God's invitation in my spirit to rediscover the, the joy of making music in my heart to him to lean into my knowing of him, my desire for him, and responding in adoration for his glory. 
as Jesus directs the church in the book of Revelation to come back to their first love and then so gently encourages Martha towards the better thing that Mary had discovered at Jesus' feet. The invitation to spirit and truth worship, I think, is a super exciting one. It's a grace-open door into the depths of God. John 4 says God is spirit. And Jesus has, has made possible this adventure of knowing God. And we now have the Holy Spirit in us as our guide into these depths. It's a spiritual activity and not reliant on any material furnishings we can put up around worship to help us. All of these things are brilliant, aren't they? The, the songs and the atmosphere. I mean, honestly, I miss so much like meeting um, as a St. Peter's community to stand before God. But, you know, we've got to remember in all of that that it's a spiritual activity and not actually reliant on any of those things. It's a pure and simple desire to stand in his very presence, his spirit, and pour out our spirits, really honestly, and in all our humanity, pour it out to him, to honour him, to thank him, and to adore him in his divinity. The word truth in John's gospel here can be almost more accurately translated unveiled reality. Unveiled reality. I really love that. We worship in the unveiled reality of all that Jesus has made possible at the cross. The spiritual realm, God upon his throne. It's like when we worship in spirit and in truth, our eyes are open to a a sort of different reality than what we can sort of see with our eyes. And, and, you know, how helpful is this in the middle of these strange times when we can get so consumed with the news and what's going on that there's a spiritual realm. God reigns. And when, when we worship in spirit and truth, we, we, we enter into that unveiled reality. And we enter in with unveiled hearts too, open and honest before God, we worship in spirit and truth. And as crazy as it seems, the Bible says he's looking for it. I'm seeking him. You know, I, I'm seeking him with all my heart at the moment. Just, you know, I, I long for him. I really want more of him. And the crazy thing is he's looking for worshippers like this. And, and the thing here, the, the connection I'd love you to make is that if you're looking and he's looking, there's no catch. You're going to find each other. And don't you want to do that? Don't you want the chance to bless God, enjoy him forever? And I'd love you to go on this journey with me if you'd like to. Today was something of an intro to this whole topic, the, the importance of worship, what Jesus says about worship. And in the next podcast, I want to dive, as I say, more into this connection between knowing and worshipping. We worship what we know. But to close, here's the invitation. Right now, as it stands there's no crowd to lead or to be a part of there's no band to rely on there's no stage it's just you before God right now acknowledge his presence where you are just acknowledge his presence in the quiet of your heart just thank him that in Jesus He's made it possible for you to know him. He's inviting you into the depths of his heart. This is an adventure without limit.
God is spirit. He's here with you. Make music in your heart to God again. Father, thank you for how simple this is. We worship what we know and we know you, Jesus. We want to know you more. Spirit of God, lead us into your depths that our spirits will come alive with the worship that you are seeking. Amen. Amen.